Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. But that wouldn't be a murder-suicide. It would just be a murder. A murder-murder. Oh, that's true. So you're not... A double murder. Yeah. Just a double murder death. (laughs) 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 Just... Okay, if someone did have the miscommunication of one, two, bang, then it would be a murder suicide. Yeah. Okay. And here we go. It's episode 202 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Not really sure. On today's show, it is Dr. Julie Ken. This is exciting. Rick, I'm excited. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, over 15 years of experience researching and implementing health technology for suicide prevention and other behavioral health promotion at the Department of Defense. Oh, well. And the Defense Health Agency can oversee the development and implementation of health technology for the military and veteran community. She also initiated the Military Health Podcast Program, produces host three DOD podcasts, A Better Night's Sleep, The Military Meditation Coach, and Next Generation Behavioral Health. I'm excited about this. You know, that's a, it, it, it's an important topic. I actually had to do some mandatory training for my department today about uh, suicide prevention, so that's good. It's top of, uh, top of mind for me. Why, is it, why was it just for men? Say it's for men. I was yeah, you said man. It was man. Victoria. No. <laughs> Already had enough of this. <laughs> okay. This episode two hundred two. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was like episode two billion. <laughs> I have. Oh, before I tell my story, I have some exciting. I have an exciting announcement. Oh. Well, I'll be the judge of that, but okay. I was driving down Ambler tonight, Rick. Oh, oh well, yes, exciting. This, that wasn't that wasn't the news. I was exciting. I was driving down Ambler this very night, and I'm excited to let you know, officially on the air, that Popeye's Chicken on Ambler is hiring. Well, are you moving to Abilene? <laughs> Congratulations, Abilene. You've added three jobs in the month <laughs> in the month of April. You would be a good why three? Three people. Well it's not, well, a, it's new not a new Popeyes. Well, I mean We've eaten at this po- we've eaten at that Popeyes before. You and I have? Yeah. In between shows. Huh? Yeah. Where is it located? On Ambler. When you say Ambler, I, I kind of by Harden Simmons. Be honest with you, I can't even picture where that is. Anymore. Oh my gosh! It's been so long since I've been to Abilene, Jeez. I can't even picture where that road is. And I know that it's you know Ambler and Judge Ely were like yeah. the two major streets of like the areas that we were you know hanging around in. But I can't even remember where those are. I know okay. Judge Ely ran north and south, right? Yes. Okay. Because I hit a bird. No, two days in a row. Okay, this is like the greatest story of my life. You killed innocent animals? Okay, no, it was an accident. Oh. Uh, you know how many times you've almost hit a bird with your car? Oh, it happens. It, driving, it, you're I think... driving, and then like, like you see them in the street, and you're like, oh, man, that bird better move. And they move at like the last yeah, possible the, It's like, a game the birds are playing. It has to be a game the birds are playing. St. Louis just scored. Dad, grab it. Oh, uh, newsflash, the stars lose. I'm, I'm from the future. Dang it. Uh, but like... Uh, so I was thinking on the way to work, I was like, man, that is so random. How I'm like almost how many times you hit birds with your car. And That's then to crazy. hit one twice. Well, one hit me like on the wheel You're the of victim. my car. Like, and, and I saw it like it burst into feathers. Like a, <laughs> it was a feather explosion. And I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. And the very next day at the ev- exact same spot. 
another bird did the exact same thing. Huh. It was nuts. I haven't hit a bird since then with my car. And that's been his what hit your windshield? What? You said it was his what did hit what hit your windshield? What was that you said? It didn't hit my windshield, it hit my wheel. You said it it was oh you said it was nuts. Okay. Um Okay, so I can tell my story. We have seven minutes. So as is my custom when I'm in a foreign... As is my custom. Okay. When I, right. when I, right. By the way, I have a glass, a drink with ice in it, and I'm using underwear as a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm using underwear as a coaster. That is not... <laughs> My story. Okay. <laughs> we were in San Diego, St. Diego over the weekend. Oh, you know what that means, right? A Wales. Yes. Oh, I was going to say St. Doug. Oh. Hmm. And as is my custom, I Ubered. I have a San Diego Padres hat from Petco Park. I do not have a San Diego State University hat. And I was just at UCLA's campus. I like visiting college campuses. Just as something to do. It's kind of interesting to me. So I don't derail me. So I just, so I Ubered like 12 miles from our hotel in Mission Bay to San Diego State. I have never. Uh, just to buy a hat? And, and, to, and to walk around and just kind of experience Tony Gwynn Field. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll okay. give you that. So. I had never, uh, this was Friday. Thursday was the first time I had ever rented one of those motorized scooters. These are the ones that go like 35 miles an hour, right? <laughs> it's 15, and downhill you get up to <laughs> close to 20, which is moving out. Okay? That is fast, by yeah. the way. So, and there's people zipping all around San Diego, and Jen and I were like, let's do this. And we had another friend. Oh, St- Simply Human's own Stephen Baldridge was there with us, and he got on. We were driving all around, and we were having a great time. That was Thursday. Friday, Jen was working, and so I Ubered to San Diego State. I got dropped off 12 miles away from the hotel. I got on a scooter that was there on campus. I drove all around campus. I got a hat. I'm wearing flip-flops and board shorts and a T-shirt because I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'll go to the beach. I don't know. I'm in San Diego. I've got all morning. <laughs> so I'm at, I, I'm like, well, I'm just going to Uber back. Well, then I was like, well, yeah, it's such a beautiful day. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of mapping out the, the 12 miles back. And I was like, I could see how far I can go. I'm, and maybe, I, maybe I can't go 12 miles on the scooter, but I can just go maybe, you know, as far as I can go. And then I'll call an Uber. So I set off go as far as I can go. Like, <laughs> is your body going to like shut down? Well, like five miles, be like, oh man, I can't do this anymore. You'll soon understand why I should have just Ubered from campus. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm dry, So I, I get on like, okay, turn right here, and I'm going down this like really steep hill, and it's like this beautiful day. I'm in San Diego, and these oh, there's a little bike lane. This is great. This is perfect. I can just do this the whole way back. Well, I kind of got funneled into like a highway exchange. <laughs> <laughs> where there was like where it was like no more bikes but I couldn't like go back up it was going to be like way too much work cuz I was like I went down this hill for like 2 miles it was like this huge hill they don't have those in Texas and I was like except well I'm your, except on your mountain bike trail no so <laughs> I decided you know what I'm just going to I'm just going to forge ahead and so I've got a video I'll show you I'll at some, show point. You some point I I ended I, up I like where a pedestrian or someone on a scooter and flip-flops should absolutely not have been, okay? Think <laughs> Interstate Highway 8, okay, in San Diego. And I'm, like, on the access road. And there's... Like, accidentally crossing the border, and all of a sudden you're next <laughs> Yeah. And... People are shooting at me. Yeah. Pesos and people trying to cut your head off and... All that. There's, <laughs> there's a herd of donkeys. So, I... And like I'm kind of in that state of okay, I I need to get off this scooter. This is a little sketchy. I'm kind of getting nervous. I'm in. I'm I, there's cars really close to me. I, there's not really a sidewalk here. I, I need to. I need to. Well, as I'm kind of thinking through this on the access road on Interstate Highway 8 in San Diego, I hit like a a bump <laughs> in the pavement that I did not see. So you're riding on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And I went down. Down goes Frazier. Down, oh, down goes Frazier. Yes. Like, did I did I not send you all the pictures of my toe? No. 
Dude, I so I I mean the, before I can even react, I am I'm rolling on the ground, okay? <laughs> and, I mean like I am like my my toe is like infected. Like I cut my toe open and it was nasty. Oh. Yeah. I had like scrapes on my elbows, my hands, like I've got a huge bruise in my hip. So like I was able to like pop up really fast, like get up on my feet, kind of like in a black sheep when he's like, he's like, what in the hell was that all about? <laughs> that is like what I, and I was like looking around, like no one's, you know, I, I don't know if anybody saw me. If they did, I'm, I'm sure it was a fun time for them because it must have been somewhere. There's someone recording a podcast uh, in San Diego talking about this total jackass. Yeah. So I was like, I like, I limped over and I, and I parked this little scooter in like the weeds off the access road. And like, and like, have you, have you seen what's the, um, the, the movie with Tommy Lee Jones and, uh, Josh Brolin and, Oh, Hob- no country for old men. Yes, yeah. he throws the briefcase <laughs> down, <laughs> like, in the border. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining yeah. right now is you tossing this scooter into, like, the super high wheels. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, like, there's no pedestrians anywhere around for miles. There's no other bicyclists. There's nobody. So it's, like, the Lime, it was a Lime scooter. The Lime people are going to be, like, we're getting a kind of a false reading of a of a scooter that's in quadrant forty nine. <laughs> there's there's no way there can be a scooter there, you know. And uh, sure enough, it, they're gonna find it. There's gonna be ch- chunks of my skin on it. Um. So I like I li- so finally I got I call, called the Uber and I'm bleeding all over the back of the Uber, and uh and I went uh, paddle boarding with sea lions right after that. <laughs> What did the Uber guy say when you were like limping into there? Like <laughs> he was very confused because like he probably got like the Uber like pick up here and he's like, "What? I can't pick up a, the freeway. Can't pick up a guy there? <laughs> there's <laughs> there's nothing there. Like yeah. So he was. Uh, I didn't really like go into it because I was a little embarrassed. Um, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, but I'll send you the picture. Um, I'll send you the picture right now while we're getting ready for. Dr. Ken. So, like, I feel uh, I understand the idea. I feel like the idea of the like rental bicycle is a great idea. Like, but like that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Hey, you rent a bicycle. Like, if you're downtown, I you know five miles. If you're gonna walk, like, hey, we could rent a bike. And it's no big deal. But like, the scooter is taking it. Well, the the wheel on the scooter is very small, and so if it gets off just a smidge. You're going down. <laughs> I feel like it's like in Dumb and Dumber, like he hits something in the road. And goes, Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Did you see like, my uh, toe? And and I look. Hang on, let me check my phone. Hang on. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm lucky that it didn't rip my toenail off. Yeah, you're lucky it didn't like rip your actual toe off. Yeah. And it's been, I'm in bad shape. Like I mean, it's infected, and it's like all pussy and nasty. My whole toe hey, is if, red. If you lost your your thumb, like on a hand, like that's bad news because it's a thumb. possible thumbs are what makes humans human. But yeah. like, if you lost your big toe, is that that big a deal? That big of a deal? Like, can you? I mean, I think I could manage. I feel like, yeah, uh, you know, it might make make you a little less stable. Yeah. But well, hey, let's. Uh, it's eight thirty-one. I don't want to keep someone from the military waiting. <laughs> Seriously. We did a intro at the beginning of the show. We've already recorded the intro. And so we're just going to jump right in here. Um, awesome. Rick, birthday. Okay, so we do a bit where we, uh, and it's kind of harder to explain kind of don't have a lot of context to it we'll read. try to guess your birthday we've been doing this for a long time uh so mark and i each get one guess all right and uh don't say like oh it's so close just a yes or no okay all right I you think... don't want to do any like warm readings of my reaction yeah. right, right, right. Exactly. oh very good gotcha gotcha okay. i can do this uh mark you have the honors okay. i believe appreciate it i should have the honors forever 
<laughs> because uh, you cheated. Julie, I, I, I cheated for like three months and like kept researching everyone's and I nailed like five in a row. <laughs> Mark was like, man, that's unbelievable. Like you never figured out that I was cheating. <laughs> Shut I've given the honor. But just to be honest, I'm the only one who's legitimately guessed it before. I guessed uh, one person's like three years ago, <laughs> and that's what I'm hanging my uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging my hat on. So it, no, ahead. I mean it makes sense. You just had 200 episodes, so you're bound to guess one, <laughs> one. in three yeah. sixty-five. <laughs> All right, Mark, proceed. I have an advantage because I'm looking at a picture of Dr. <laughs> Ken, so I. Oh, wait, are you including the year? No, 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 no. <laughs> the public affairs officer is like, no, no, we got to cut this off. We're not going to guess the year. Um, I'm going to guess November 15th. No reaction for me. <clears throat> okay. Take that June, as a no. June 9th. <laughs> You are both so wrong. Ah. Sorry. What is uh, it? It's April twenty second, Earth Day. <gasps> That's, oh, that was a week ago. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Earth. Well, it's not Earth it's birthday. <laughs> I mean, it's the day we kind of celebrate. It's kind of like Christmas. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. How can anyone possibly know that? <laughs> well, listen. You missed Hitler's birthday by two days. Oh, I know, right? Gosh. That's a real close call. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Happy birthday a week ago today. How exciting! Oh, thank you. Should have guessed very that. Much. Uh, we should just always guess the day. We might as well guess like the day that we're recording. We might. That's as good a chance as any. Um, <laughs> so, do I win anything? So we're wrong. <laughs> you win uh, being a guest on the weekly. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations. That's great. You, you win. We won't guess your year. How about that? That's good because the photo I sent is probably, you know, from 10 years yeah. ago. Uh, who's, who's counting? No one's right. counting. No okay. Cares. So I, I am very excited about like reading your biography and like all this stuff. It's very cool. But so I'm, are, are you, were you a, in, in like the military? Is this how you got into this? Or are you like a civilian that they brought in to like help with all this stuff? Yes, I am a civilian wannabe. I, I'm not a veteran. I can't claim that status. Although I will tell you, having this job has given me so much respect for the military. Yes. It's pretty incredible getting to work with our service members and veterans and their families. Hashtag I, I never forget. Hashtag never forget for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, folks who've given so much of their lives and their families too. And we say kids deploy too because you know when a parent is deployed, it affects everybody. But it's not just deployment; it's also training missions and just the unpredictable schedule of being a service member and moving so frequently. It's it's pretty amazing, and it's a real honor to work with them. Awesome. Um, so, how did this? I kind of tell your story. How did you get? Like, what, were you just, like, sitting, like, at a bus stop one time and, like, the Department of Defense was like, you should come over here. That's how I imagine. <laughs> That's the most random. Yeah. Like, yes, I was sitting that, in a bus stop. Because people, don't, people absolutely do that for you, like, right now. They I, I can't believe you guessed that. Did you read that in my blog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, the advice I give everybody is to really fulfill some of your side dreams, right? We all have a side hustle, whether yeah. it's making balloon animals or baking bread or producing podcasts or playing <laughs> guitar, or writing poetry or whatever it is. To I do really all of those things that you just mentioned. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I do too. That's why. I think hey. <laughs> okay. So we have to do another episode after this just about balloon Hobbies. Animals. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so for me, I, I was always interested in psychology and I loved being a psychologist, but I also was really interested in technology. And so I was the kind of person who would learn how to code. And every time there was new technology, I'd read about it and try to test it out. And just indulging that hobby really helped me get this position that I have now where I get to work in this incredible organization, the Defense Health Agency, which is the part of the military that provides health care for the rest of the military and beneficiaries. But what's really cool about DHA Connected Health, where I work, is every time there's a new technology, our first question is, okay, how can we use that to help people with health? So for example, this morning when you both woke up, what woke you up? This is the alarm on my phone. Th this, okay. Actually, you know what? It was, uh, to be quite honest with you, uh -huh. 
I woke up right before my alarm because I had to go to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> yes. You. Yes. Men of a certain age that will. Be- <laughs> <laughs> so I will answer the question. It, this was not normal, but my alarm okay. clock woke me up, which is okay. which is atypical. I had to. It's uh, it is uh, spring turkey season in Texas, and so I woke up oh. early to go try and uh, hunt a turkey for my dinner. Were you successful? You said try to. I did. I did not have success. Okay. But that is typical of spring turkey season in Texas. They are very hard if you hunt them the right way, which is a separate <laughs> podcast. We just okay. Bare uh, hands uh, to make it fair. And make boxing it gloves on you your hands. Box. Yeah. Yeah. You have to punch the turkey in its face, and he gets to peck back at you uh, because it's not sporting to shoot it with a gun. Correct. Okay. After balloon animals, we're gonna do unique turkey hunting experiences. There you go. Okay. So we'll just we'll just start a queue. Well, so most people these days are using their cell phones as alarm clocks, yep. right? Which means that the very first thing in the morning that you're interacting with, aside from bladder issues is your your mobile phone right and and usually it's the last thing at night too is you're checking your your messages and making sure your alarm is set and sometimes even in the middle of the night we're checking and so our we're finding that for service members and veterans and civilians too everyone is pretty much attached to their phones around the clock and it's starting to get really normal to use our cell phones and our mobile devices to help us track health like whether it's steps or your diet or weightlifting and so we wanted to use that to also reach folks for other areas of health including sleep, mood, post-traumatic stress, head injury recovery. So it's really about just taking the technology we're all already using and figuring out unique, safe ways to help engage folks to improve other health outcomes too. Yeah, and we, we I talk about this a lot where it's like, you know, for instance, in the nutrition domain, it's like if it's healthy for a, a woman who is pregnant, right, who is in that kind of an exaggerated uh, state of, of physicalness, right? It's like if it's if it's healthy for a pregnant or, or not healthy for a pregnant person, it's probably not healthy or is healthy for just a regular person. I would imagine from a from like a stress and meditation and and like mindfulness standpoint, like you're dealing probably with a lot of PTSD. So it's like things that are good for folks that are dealing with high levels of PTSD, probably healthy for just like the person who hasn't entered into that uh that trauma, right? Is that, you see what I'm saying there? I do. And I really like that analogy. First of all, the pregnant lady thing is a cool rule of thumb. I'm going to remember that. Like, <laughs> would I give this food to a pregnant lady? Yeah. No, right, I right. should eat it myself. That's yeah. brilliant. I, I love, love pregnant ladies too. So that's fun. Of yeah. course. <laughs> Who wouldn't? They're making life. Yeah. That's amazing. But, but Yeah, but no, you're totally right. I mean, so a lot of the treatments and ancillary things that we do to help when service members and civilians have PTS, post-traumatic stress, are things that can really help everybody. So for example, one of the things that happens when you are experiencing trauma or when you've experienced trauma in the past is you have that fight or flight sense kind of on overdrive where a little thing might happen. Like you might hear a car backfire and that might sound like a gunshot. And then your heart rate goes, goes out of the world. Right. And you feel your muscle tension and your stomach clenches up and you're all of a sudden filled with all this energy. And then later in the day, you might have cramps because of all those experiences earlier. It's the same kind of feeling people get when you look at your alarm clock and realize you've slept through your alarm that sudden burst of energy and oh my gosh i'm late it that happens just over and over and over when you have post-traumatic stress so one of the things that helps is just deep breathing which is a very simple simple thing that's really effective for post-traumatic stress but what's cool about it is that it's also helpful for the rest of us right in fact it's even helpful for kids so for example we have a huge array of mobile apps and podcasts that are all free for service members, veterans, and civilians too. Anyone in the world can use all of these for free and they're nice and safe and built to DOD standards. Like one of them is called the virtual hope box, which I can speak to a little bit more, but it includes just how to do deep breathing. But then we also have a kid's version of it that we made with Sesame street called breathe, think, do, where you help a monster learn how to do deep breathing. So these skills, yeah, they're great if you have post-traumatic stress, but for the rest of us, 
we can use deep breathing too. This is a very simple thing and it's free. You know, anyone can breathe and it helps. <laughs> you better be breathing. breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. If you're not breathing, there's other concerns. I don't have an app for yeah. that. <laughs> Dial 911, please. Um, but yeah, these skills are, are, like you said, if you wouldn't give it to a pregnant lady and I, I really like that. There's, you know, there's other things too, just like paying attention to your surroundings in, in a nice way, developing mindfulness practices. I can get into more of that if you're interested. Yeah, let's talk about that. So what do you, uh, what what is the, uh, to, to continue the analogy, let's give some food to a pregnant lady. Okay. Um, like what are some of the... <laughs> It's like it's like she's in the zoo and like don't feed the pregnant ladies like no um what's like what mindfulness tips and tools do you give to someone who is in that P- is suffering from PTSD? You know what's interesting is uh, I guess maybe this isn't interesting. What's important is that there's no one size fits all solution, right? right? There's no panacea. You could say, hey, here is the mobile app that is going to help every single person. Yeah. I think a key is trying out a few things and seeing what works and maybe trying it a few times, just like, I'm sorry, your analogy is going to go way out the window here, but if you have a really picky pregnant lady, you know, the first time she tries curry, she might not like it, but maybe by the third or fourth time, maybe she will. Um, So with meditation and mindfulness, it's pretty neat. A few years ago, we didn't really hear it talked about too much in the military health system. But nowadays, I'd say in the last decade, it's become really common. It's our service members understand that, yeah, meditation and mindfulness can help with post-traumatic stress. It can help just managing and coping on a day-to-day basis. So what we did is one way to help with that is we made the Military Meditation Coach podcast And we just sought meditation and mindfulness exercises from all around the military health system. We got just this huge array. Some, one was developed by a Buddhist chaplain, some developed by psychologists and nurses, some by men, some by women. The shortest one is like three minutes long. The longest one is about 45 minutes. You know, just giving everybody something to try here. And the idea is there's not gonna be one meditation that works for everybody. But listen to these different relaxation things. If for you, the thing that hits the mark is imagining being in a mountain cabin, great, we've got that. If you want to imagine a beach setting, or if you don't want to imagine anything, you have a terrible imagination and you just want to tense and relax your your muscles, we've got that too. Like you're Rick, you just want to think about pregnant ladies. Right, right. Everyone's got their target. Um, Okay, so I have a question. How do you how do you know what works? How do you know? I mean, are, are you measuring uh, like heart rate or blood pressure while this is happening, or is it just like a hey, this is something that I feel, feel better? Like, feel relaxed. Yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out. So I would say that these kinds of things like meditation and mindfulness exercises, that's not the treatment for PTSD. There are amazing treatments for PTSD. In fact, we're pretty lucky that there are some really good evidence-based treatments that don't actually take very long. And there's a lot of providers out there. One's called prolonged exposure. There's also EMDR. There's a few uh, great, great treatments. But meditation and mindfulness are in addition. These are additional things. So I guess you could say this is like the appetizer you give the pregnant (laughs) Like you're still going to give her the main course delivered by a licensed therapist a licensed chef yeah a licensed chef there we go oh boy this analogy Um, you're gonna if you write a book called uh how to feed a pregnant lady uh tips for being a better uh service man or woman then i need a cut of this oh absolutely i i promise to cite you accordingly and we can figure out later exactly what your cut is well okay so being you're working with folks in the military you've got a lot of routine you've got a lot of habits you have um discipline, things like that. They're kind of worked into their uh, daily routine. And I do a lot of work with people on like creating habits and it's a lot, it's, it's a lot. Is it, I I guess, I don't know if you don't work with people or if you do work with people not in the military. So you, maybe you don't know the answer to this question, but is it easier to get people to get into like a newer healthy habit who already have like a structured routine? I think it is. It's a little tricky. Our service members and veterans, they're really good at following orders. And so uh, 
it's hard because when you, uh, for your listeners who've been to therapy before, you know part of it is just getting your buy-in and getting you to really feel like, okay, I believe in this. I can do this. This makes sense. And it, when you work with service members and veterans, they're, they're very good at following orders and they're very good at listening to authority. And so sometimes it's hard to know, okay, am I really getting buy-in or are they just listening to me because I have a PhD? Right. right. And so it's important to take your time. And for those of your listeners who might be therapists or doctors who work with service members, maybe they're TRICARE providers, to take the time to make sure that you're allowing them to ask questions, allowing them a chance to to voice any concerns that they've got right. is really important. Yeah. But sure, if you live a, a regimented life, you're you're already set for for those kinds of behavior change and that kind of positive habit forming. I mean, our service members are incredible, right? They are able to wake up at oh dark thirty. That's right. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then actually function. And like do something productive right. and not just go to sleep. And like, like I did, I had to wake up to catch like a five o'clock AM flight last week. And the connection was in Dallas and I got there like at six ten. and I laid down on the floor at DFW <laughs> airport and slept for an hour on the floor. That is not what our service men and women are doing. Like, <laughs> all right, up and at them guys or go take a nap. <laughs> that would not be They're good. They are literally doing the opposite of that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They're out there saving lives. Not sleeping on the floor of the airport. Yeah, oh, I like. I looked around. and I was like, "Man, this is great. How come like no one else is doing this?" And my wife was like, "Because it's disgusting." <laughs> I've done that before, but it's really more like passing out, not really right, sleeping. Right. But but the thing is, anyone can develop a habit, and you know that's good and bad. It's there's lots of habits we develop that aren't yeah. so great. Breaking habits is so difficult, as as I'm sure you know, yeah. since that's the kind of work you do. Yeah. Uh, I think building that insight and knowing more about yourself can really help with habit formation and breaking habits. You know, they always say like defense, they always say, this is a fact that defense like <laughs> drives like innovation and technology. And it's like, usually what is it like 50, like the military is like 15 years ahead of the rest of the, the regular people. Is that, is that the, the same in healthcare? Are there like crazy, incredible innovations that, that are happening in the, in the, the department of defense or is it kind of all, are we all kind of in the same cesspool as it is? <laughs> I think in some areas, we're really far advanced. And in some areas, it's a little limited just in terms of our security precautions. So one of the advantages we have is that we are very, very cautious and careful. We won't let uh, anything on our networks that we're not absolutely positive is safe for our networks, which means at the end of the day, we have fewer breaches than public sector does. So that is awesome. But it also means that you know, uh, there's you know public websites that maybe we can't access as frequently. Um, that said, in other areas, we're definitely far advanced because we're able to do pilots and we're able to do innovative research work. Uh, if any of your folks, if any of your listeners are really interested in uh, innovative research and want to learn more about ways that they could be working on that, uh, one of the great areas of the Defense Health Agency is called TATRIC, which is the telemedicine and research. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to remember it. T-A-T-R-C. It's part of the Department of the Army. And their whole mission is innovative research related to technology. And of course, DHA Connected Health, where I work, uh, we're constantly evaluating new personal technologies and virtual health technologies like telehealth, talking to your doctors by video. you know, one really, really neat way that folks can give back to the military is by volunteering for a usability lab. Are, are you are you guys familiar with usability and human-centered design? I don't think so. What is that? Usability. Okay. Yay! I'm excited to tell you. <laughs> um, so usability is uh, whether or not you can pick up software or really any kind of product and use it safely. So, for example, do you have a microwave? I do have a microwave. Is is the time set on it? It yeah. is. Oh darn! You ruined my example. Ah, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, rewind. We can edit. We can we can edit it out. We'll edit no, it out. Okay. The time is not set on it. Yeah. Three, two, no, it is not. <laughs> in post, and also if in post, can you make my voice deeper and right. dramatic? 
would be awesome. <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so yeah. for a lot of folks, they might have VCRs or microwaves where the time is always just like zero, 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 because it's really hard to figure out how to program it. Or, you know, 10 years ago when we got a new phone, we had to read the manual. Nowadays, when you get a new phone, it, it's intuitive. You can figure it out. And that's because of lots and lots of usability testing, where we take an app, for example, we put it in front of folks and say, okay, go find the part of that app that talks about depression. And then we see, can, can actually figure out how to do that? Or is the app difficult to use? If, if they're not able to find what we need them to find, it's not a problem with the human. It's a problem with the technology. Right. So what we do in the Defense Health Agency is we don't want to put technology out there that's going to be difficult for our service members or their families or our veterans to use. We test it all first. And we have a whole lab just devoted to this every time we've got a new app sometimes even brochures and websites pretty much podcasts anything you can think of we want to make sure it's good quality um so if you go to health.mil slash usability and we can give you the link for the show notes oh yeah, yeah. so hold on what is, i'm just i'm gonna write that on health okay dot health mil mil slash usability and just for the record, uh, yeah. TAT, TATRAC is Telemedicine and Advanced Technology Research Center, but it's whatever. Oh, I mean, fantastic. it's fine. Yeah. Wow. I just happen to know that. I read an article. I read an article recently, and I just happen to remember that from this article that I read in oh, yeah. DOD you Weekly. That, but you didn't know my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I'm the worst spy ever. <laughs> I'm very impressed and I should have known that one but health.mil slash usability and you can volunteer to either come to our, our place at Joint Base Lewis McCord or from your own home or workplace volunteer and then you can be one of the first people to try our new apps and basically help us break it like we want right. to put this out there get real people or simply humans yeah to- oh. <laughs> Hashtag simply human to uh, try everything out and, and tell us what is great, but more importantly, what's not, what needs to be better. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we take the time to do that, I think, puts us ahead. Um, but that's what Apple's doing. That's what other companies are doing. And, you know, it's a common thing nowadays, but it, it's still somewhat rare within healthcare. Yeah. Cool. Well, okay. We have five minutes left. Let's talk oh, about okay. all the stuff. Let's talk about the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. where people can find you, all that stuff. Okay, the most important podcast for your listeners to check out is A Better Night's Sleep. A Better Night's Sleep. We didn't even get into sleep. I know, and it's so important because everybody should be doing it. It's the best. Talk about hobbies, right? Yes. And no one's sleeping enough. And people are, are thinking, oh, well, nobody sleeps. Of course I'm tired. I'm an adult. That's just how it is. But But the thing is, there really are practical ways you can improve your sleep. And in that podcast, I interview military health system experts, and we answer listener questions. Uh, the most recent episode just yesterday we recorded was all about, should I let my dog on the bed? And what if he's a very good dog? Uh, <laughs> Caveat. <laughs> it's a good dog here we're talking exactly. about. Yeah. We need to know all the data. Yeah. Um, so we're getting right to the topic. All that insomnia, sleep apnea. Sleep apneas are really common in yep. our veterans and service members. So uh, that's a just a great podcast. I've learned a lot just from producing it. My sleep has improved, yeah. and it's one that I recommend to everybody. Yeah, and we haven't done we hadn't talked about sleep on the show a lot uh, lately, and yeah, and so like the four things that I always tell people, and see if you agree with this or not. Okay, I say try to try to go to bed within like a, a thirty minute window, like consistency, at the same time every night. It, you know, within reason. Obviously, there's going to be things sure. that you know you're uh, you're not going to be able to do it every night. Um, try to go to bed as as early, like as far before midnight as possible. So if you're going to bed at midnight and you change it to 1130, like that's a step in the right direction. To sleep in as cold and dark a room as possible. Yes. And uh, try to eliminate the white and blue light after the sun goes down. Oh, that, those four things are fantastic. Those are I my love four it. things, yeah. You know, if I had a magic wand, what I'd say is pick a, a – a one month period, some point this year, maybe it's when you're not going to be on vacation or traveling for work, you know, okay, this is a month that I don't have any other big things going on. It's not Christmas and it's not New Year's. Um, and that's the month I'm going to prioritize sleep. It's going to be my month of sleep and I'm going to try to do all the good things 
for two hours before bedtime. I'm not going to do screens. I'm not going to drink alcohol for an hour before bedtime. I'm going to start turning off lights. Just do all the good things and, and see what that's like. Rick is about and, to ask you, then yeah. how will I go to sleep if I can't drink before bed? Right. No, <laughs> alcohol is the most common yep. over-the-counter medication for sleep. Yep. I mean, it's not supposed to be used right, that way, right. but that's that's what people do. Yep. Because, you know, it, alcohol gives us that quick trip to, to sleep, sleep, but then, but then it, 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 it makes, makes us wake up because we have to pee and we metabolize <laughs> And as we mentioned before, men of a certain age, that becomes more of an issue. So yeah, but anyway, check out the podcast. And if you want to do another episode all about sleep, I would love that. Well, hey, let's, hey, Mark. Actually, uh, yeah. Let's do like an actual, just a sleep only show and have julie back yes i was well i like i was like okay let's we can either like rush through it in like three minutes <laughs> or let's do 30 minutes on sleep yeah, seriously that would be awesome okay so i'll work with your people everybody needs a refresher on sleep yeah. uh yes. you know we we you know that's one of the four pillars of the simply human lifestyle is making sure you're you're you're, you're prioritizing sleep but man now that we talk about this, like I am not doing that, and I used to, Rick. and now I'm not, and I'm like, right. oh, this is why I feel like crap all the time. So yeah. you can't be the co-host anymore, Rick. <laughs> you should have told me that. <laughs> I lose my simply human co-host card because I don't sleep very well yeah. anymore. <laughs> okay, and I've got health.mil/slash/connectedhealth. Is that a good website? Yeah, that's great. You can find all the podcasts at health.mil slash podcasts. You're, you're seeing a theme here, which is health.mil. Yeah. Um, it's the military health website. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we can put all that in the show notes if that sounds good to you. And yes. we'd love to hear from your listeners. And if you all have sleep questions, let us know. We'll put it on our podcast. Ooh, that's that good. And you can call 530-42-HUMAN. We have a phone number. <gasps> um, and you can leave us uh, uh, sleep questions. Let's. I will email... Um, I don't know. Am I allowed to say the person's name who's listening, or is it like a big secret? I think it's a big secret. I'm not going to say it then. I'm not going to okay. say it. Um, <laughs> so we'll email, and we'll maybe get a time like in July, August, somewhere in there. That sounds great. Uh, and we'll do a we'll just do a sleep show, and I'm very excited about that. So, Doctor Ken, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for uh, putting up with our antics. Oh, last thing. What is yes. one what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do that makes life more enjoyable? Well, I'm a big fan of spray paint and <sighs> this week my oldest child and I got an old garden glove, some gold spray paint and a glue gun and we made our own infinity gauntlet what? where you can take what? the stones off because we put them on magnets. So it's pretty amazing. That is pretty awesome. How old is your oldest? He's 12. 12. Wow. And you all are free to take that idea. Go forth. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. And thank you for saying something random like spray paint because people will just like say. Every time we have someone on who's like like an expert in food or whatever, like what's something you do to make life more enjoyable? Like, oh, I eat lots of vegetables. (laughs) Like, do you play golf? Like, what do you do? So that's a good answer. Right? Indulge your hobbies. Yes. Uh, we should do. Okay. Now we're now we're talking about we're going to do a hobbies show. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Please oh tell God. me. Okay. okay. Cool. All right, Doctor. <laughs> this has been awesome. Have a great night. You too. Take right. care. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. That was great. That was really good. I can't wait to do a sleep show. I okay, I know we do this like with half of our guests. Like we say, oh, we yeah, want to definitely on. have you back on here in a couple months and talk about that. We actually do need to do that because that would be. I feel like she's a, probably a wealth of knowledge about sleep, and we need to do a sleep centric show. Because, yes. Man, well, I remember when I read I, that. I feel like sleep is probably like everyone knows what they should be eating. Uh, you know, can't have fries all the time you should be eating vegetables and blah 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 i like to eat vegetables not everyone knows the best way to prioritize sleep like you you, people you know complain about i feel tired all the time but like i feel like maybe um we should uh we should do a show about that soon yeah um yes i'll email uh the person now that she said it was a big secret i think i said the secret listener's name because it was like a department of defense thing they had like someone listening in yeah to make sure that like we weren't making a bunch of 69 jokes <clears throat> can we talk about the simple human tip of the week do you have a tip i do
sort of. Uh, I was texted today. Okay. By a doctor. That's vague. Female doctor. Okay. She wrote, "Why does this? Why does this? Oh, oh, echo, echo. Do you hear that? Nope. Why does this make me think of something you would do? Ha ha. And it is a picture. I just unloading a gallon of diarrhea in his pants. I did have to poop in the woods this morning while I was hunting. Oh my Mark, what is the matter with you? So it's a Facebook post, and it's a selfie. And of a close-up of someone's face, and her eyes are like really irritated, like puffy and red. Okay, I had to go home from work the other day, by the way, because like all of a sudden, ragging montage, something <laughs> in the air, like my eyes, like were swollen shut. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. And this post says, "This is the caption, Facebook. I've been doing urine drops in my eyes and holding a." <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and holding a glass of urine over my eyes for short durations throughout the day. My eyes are getting red and discharging large amounts of pus. I was wondering if anyone else went through this. (laughs) What? Why would you? <laughs> so like, is that a thing? I wrote. Like, listen. So I wrote back. Ha ha. Gross. She wrote back. So gross. She probably now has pink eye. But this is the new in thing. Okay. And so I wrote. I mean, I put urine in my tooth powder, but I wouldn't put it in my eyes. Gross. But listen, I googled this, and this is like people are putting urine in their eyes, Rick. I'll put my urine in your eyes if you'd like. <laughs> this isn't a sub-tea meeting, Rick. Uh, no one knows what that means. So it says, for example, this is a, an eye doctor. This, this is a visionmd.org, and the title of this uh, story is Urine and Other Things You Shouldn't Put Into Your Eye. <laughs> and here is an uh, excerpt. For example, the treatment of eye irritation or pink eye in one culture is lemon juice. Yes, I've had patients come to the ER with very irritated eyes. Da, da, da. Another treatment for eye infection and irritation I've run into is urine. I don't know where this one came from, but I also advise against putting your own urine or anyone else's urine into your like eye. Your to treat own anything. or anyone else's. Yeah. So let's just be clear here. Gosh. You would get a nasty eye infection. Hey, Mark. I'll yeah. give you twenty dollars to put drops of your own urine. In your oh my gosh! I do it for two hundred for a week. How many times a day? Twice a day. How many drops? One drop. Twice a day, one drop. Two hundred dollars. Two hundred. That's that's my final offer. Okay, uh, five three zero forty two human. Uh, believe me, your credit card information, and we're gonna get Mark to put pee in his eyeballs. Speaking of that, five three zero forty two human. We I was listening to one of our shows recently, and uh, we had some. Uh, we I played some recordings. People called in. Do that some more, people. Those are fun. Yeah, call in and leave us a message about Mark putting urine in his eye. <laughs> so the tip of the week is: don't, don't put, put pee in your eye. eye. You idiots. <laughs> like the tip of the week should be Star's power play should really get it going here in the third period. Oh, the Game of Thrones is on? Oh. Mark, are you at least uh, surprised at how engaged I was given like the playoff game is on and I'm I am. Are are you did you hear my Game of Thrones joke? Just now? Yeah. Yeah, Game I... of Thrones is on. And I pretended like I was falling back asleep. Listen, we don't want to have Game of Thrones talk because I have a very unpopular Game of Thrones opinion. Well, I'm going to see Endgame tomorrow, so don't tell me anything. See what? what? Uh, The Avengers Endgame. Oh, man, I'm so... Out of all that? I don't know how to do... Like, where do I start? Uh, Iron Man 2008. Oh, are you serious? You have to watch 22 movies. Freaking movies! It's twenty. Like, it's twenty. What's happening? It's twenty-two movies. Yes. Okay. Are you being serious? Or are you joking? No. There. Are, this Endgame is the twenty-second movie in this series. I can't. What am I supposed to do? I can't watch twenty-two movies. It's like sixty hours. Oh. <laughs> and like I saw the, a story that they'd made like a billion dollars or yeah. something like that. And I was like, ah, I might want to watch. Like I don't. I can't. 
It's like the Seinfeld, the McDonald's. Like, when are they going to stop counting? It's like, sir, four billion, million, jillion. He's like, okay, I'll have one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, can I watch Endgame? Uh, you wouldn't have I any idea. Any of the prior ones you, and you, like, understand what's happening? You could probably Google what is the minimum Avengers. <laughs> and I bet there is like I a... jump in yeah. at the shallowest point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I saw one. Okay. I don't know. Oh, was this Captain America, maybe? There's like four Captain Americas. There's like a Nazi, like, alien. Winter Soldier with the arm. No, didn't see that one. It was... um, (gasps) Nazi alien. That is the first Captain America. The red guy. I've seen... The red guy. Half of that one. Okay. That's that's where you stand. You have tw- <laughs> you have twenty one and a half movies to go. <laughs> Just gonna call it sick to work all weekend. You'd have to call in sick to work for like four dra- days straight. Oh my god. Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, so I, I, hold on. Next week, let's just very quickly give a little preview. We got a bunch of good guests coming up. Uh, next week is the sixth. Oh my gosh, Jason Seib is back, people. Um, then it's Dr. Kandula, then it's Dr. Ron Ehrlich, then it's Memorial Day, so we won't be having a show. Then oh, it's yes. then it's <laughs> then it, well, see, we went, we had several weeks there where we didn't have a show, so we're kind of like they're all kind of piling up. So we have uh, this is exciting. Josh Wagner on June third, June tenth. Yeah. Joe DeSena, the the uh, Spartan race guy who we've had on before, he's coming back on. Golly, then it's Sean Holly. Our next available is 24th, but I'm, I'm going to be gone that day. So then it's July 1st, which is 4th of July. So then July 8th is Evan DeMarco. July 15th is Dr. Shippy. We're booked out through the end of July. If only these people knew. <laughs> the secret listener today is going to be like, uh, she's going to email me like, uh, you can't uh, you can't possibly release that. I was like, oh, did we like violate some sort of DOD? She's like, no, this is terrible. <laughs> it's like as a... <laughs> Just as a fan, <laughs> just as a pod, as a human, you just uh, you know, as a person who listens to podcasts, you can't miss that. Okay, so tip of the week: don't put urine in your eyes and go watch in game. <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this edition of the Semi Human Podcast. And remember, what in the hell was that all about? So until next time, enjoy yourself.